Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So when you were a kid growing up in the South, did you have like opportunities for sledding at all? Like, did you like sled Um, when you were a kid? What a good question. Was that like more of a Northern thing when you came to college? Well, first of all, I don't think I've ever like seen a sled. You know what I mean? Like, like you mean a traditional like toboggan kind of like sled? Yeah, those to me are like so like, (laughs) (laughs) they're just so like Hollywood. Like, right. Props Citizen to King. me, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that means. But mm-hmm. the um, movies I need to see. Yeah, well, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, You'll get I there. know. But like, I guess one could just go down a, a hill some way and you didn't necessarily need snow. This is true. But <laughs> I do remember one time in... Just get it wet. Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time in Mississippi, it snowed and my dad was like oh my god it's snowing and it never snows here ever so i think he had like connections through like this hunting camp he was a part of now my southern is very much showing Mm -hmm. and so we we were able to go up to this cabin for like a day Mm -hmm. and just hang out there where it was snowing really heavily Mm -hmm. And then we used trash can lids. Yeah. It was so cold and there was actual snow on the ground that like when I went down this hill, I was flying down the hill. And like, you know how they have in movies where it's like people are dodging trees, right? Uh That was me the whole time. (laughs) The whole time. And I got to the end and I was like, I don't know how I'm alive. Like, I don't know how I ran, didn't run into a million trees just then. Right. Oh, and then when I was done at the bottom of the hill, I stood up and I was like, I walked out a couple of steps to be like, can you believe that happened? And I was on a frozen lake and like definitely like stepped through the ice. Oh, damn. And was like, oh, no. And I like, you know, when video games, when you step on something and it disappears, Mm -hmm. that was me for like 15 steps until I got back to like the shore onto Mm -hmm. ground. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if like (laughs) Snow and I are going to be friends now. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's my mm-hmm. two years later. I'm trying to you've think. never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've been sledding up north. No, I don't yeah. think so. Maybe, 
maybe once in college, mm-hmm. we had a snow day and like we found a, the tiniest little hill because we didn't have hills on my college campus. Right. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was like growing up in the Northeast. It was kind of like the thing to do in the winter. You'd like stay out all day until you were like frozen solid and then come back in. And like, I just And you were like, Ma, (laughs) I "I need to get a hot chocolate. I need some soup and some hot chocolate. You'll shoot Shirai out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I feel like we, we slept a lot. I never was like a kid that was a skier though. Like that was not a part of my youth. Like mm-hmm. that was not a thing that I, I did until I was like 15. Um, I, I did go on a ski trip with some friends who had moved to Vermont. I had taken a trip up to visit with family friends. And oh. um, yeah. <laughs> the privilege. The privilege. <laughs> but um, my skiing story is that I spent the day on the bunny slopes with one of my other friends because I could not manage. And my friend who had... Welcome to the stage, yeah. bunny slopes. <laughs> bunny slopes. <laughs> but... Um, but um, chum. At the end of the day, my friends who were my other friends who were very experienced skiers, privilege, were like, "Let's go up on this very easy slope." And I was like, "All right, it's the end of the day." And um, I fell like three or four times, and I like threw a young gay hissy, and <laughs> I took my skis off, and I was like, "I'm done," and I walked the rest of the way down the mountain because no, sir, this was not not for me, and I've never been back since. Oh. There you go. Yeah. I have only been skiing one time. Mm -hmm. I think in my life it was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is right by Pigeon Forge, which is right by a Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Up there, they put fake snow Mm. on the mountains. Mm -hmm. I remember, yeah, I spent some time on the bunny slopes and then I did a couple of the others. There were only like two slopes. Mm -hmm. There was the easier one and there was the intermediate. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there was this like advanced one. And the I definitely slalom. didn't go to that one. Yeah. I was just flying down these mountains mm-hmm. and had like was not. I was just like, I know that if I cross, they tell you they're, you know, like mm-hmm. make a pizza, make a pizza. You're like, right? I'm here for that. <laughs> and I just was like, I don't think that works. <laughs> <laughs> like my 12 year old self was just like. I know that's what y'all say, but I don't really think that works, mm-hmm. right? In my infinite wisdom. But yeah, I definitely ran into a lot of people mm-hmm. and just like slammed right into mm-hmm. them. Uh, just a lot of Beautiful. that. Beautiful. Right. And you've never looked back. <laughs> never looked back. I do like the... Uh, the, the ski things, lifts? The ski lifts, yeah. That so was, like, those were like fun the ride to up? ride. Those were fun. Hmm. Getting off of them, I just always thought was the thing because like, you, like it doesn't stop. No. So you just got to... Get off real quick. Yeah. Apparently, like, I, like, dug my uh, the Pole? poles into the ground and, like, into the I'll foot all of, the like, <laughs> both of the people I was writing. Wow. About. But whatever. Master of disaster. No, I was not a, um, I was not elegant. There was nothing elegant about skiing for me. Mm. I was clunky and, like, all over the place. And I was also 12. Mm-hmm. So I'm just now, you know, navigating what is my body. You know right. what I mean? And, like. I remember feeling like, oh, well, if I'm on the intermediate slope, I can't possibly be good enough for this. So I need to make sure that I fall down in order to stop my momentum that Mm -hmm. I'm gaining so that I can get down to the bottom without being at like full speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I remember. So, so measured and so, you know, practiced at such a young age. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. of course. And here we are today. (laughs) 
looking for adventure I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dusty. And today we are talking about our one day whirlwind adventure through the sledding country that is Great Sand Dunes National Park. It's funny that you say whirlwind. Wind plays a big part of what's happening at Great Sand Dunes National Park. It sure does. We would like to acknowledge that while spending time at Great (laughs) Sand Dunes National Park because we were not hiking trails there, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Cheyenne, Ute, and Hickoria Apache people. So yeah, let's talk about Great Sand Dunes because it was the last part of our Colorado trip. I know. The last leg. The last leg. We had just finished up at Mesa Verde. Mm -hmm. Look at us being chronological and such. I know. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. So we left Cortez, Colorado at, I guess, fairly early in the morning because we wanted to have as much time in Great Sanders as possible. It was also our last full day in Colorado. It was. Because the following day we were flying out. In the afternoon. We still had some time, Mm -hmm. but... We thought maybe we would get some time in that day that we were leaving in the morning at Great Sand Dunes. Foreshadowing, we did not. Um. (laughs) Well, Mike's plan this day was to get to Great Sand Dunes, hike about 45 miles, Mm -hmm. then leave, go to the forest next door and hike about 29 miles, followed by seven bonus trails around the area. Mm -hmm. So I was more realistic and I was like, I'm pretty sure... We're going to do the dunes and then that's it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Just let me live in my fantasy. <laughs> also things to foreshadow for later. <laughs> but we did. We woke up early yeah. and then we headed out. And it was about a three and a half hour drive from right. Mesa Verde to Great Sand Dunes right. across the Colorado Plateau. Right. And I remember nothing of that drive. <laughs> I don't either. We were yeah. tired. Uh, yeah. We'd been living a very busy high paced life mm-hmm. very very busy right part of the drive that we were on was through the san juan national forest mm-hmm. but ask me how much i remember about that how much do you remember about that i don't know how much <laughs> you remember because it ain't much <laughs> not because it wasn't interesting and i'm sure there's so much to learn there right and we wish probably just, that we could go back it and was hike it. very yeah. early and we were very tired yeah we did really try to get there as early as we could because as Dusty said, I am a consummate planner of multiple things. Too many. We needed to do some research when we were on our way because one of the big things to do in sand dunes and one of the things that you should probably do 
if and when you go to sand dunes is either sandboard or sand sled. Right. This was told to us by I forget who. Right. But they might were have just, been Karen actually. It might have been Karen. Right. Back in Montrose, Mont- yeah, Colorado. <laughs> yep. Who told us to sled? And yeah. She said that you could rent sleds. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that took a little research to figure out where to rent sleds. Right, because not everywhere, there's no sled rental essentially right at sand dunes. Like there, I think there may be one, but there are some that surround the sand dunes. Like Yeah, you can't rent any sleds. Like from not from NPS, basically. NPS, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's no vendor on site. Right. So I called, and the re- the way we found this out was I called the visitor center, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, we don't rent sleds. Right. But if you want Here's to a rent a yeah. sled, here are some places that are nearby." Mm-hmm. And they gave us a list, and that's how we figured out where to go. Right, and we ended up renting from a place that was in Alamosa, which was called Christie Mountain Sports, which was great. They- Alamosa is the town that's. The town that's kind of closest to yeah, Great Sand Dunes. Yeah. And it's the town where we stayed. Yes. They were really great. They were super cool. It was very easy to rent the boards. They were basically just kind of flat with like a little bit of a curve at the a front. A little bit of a curve. And they gave you a piece of wax. Right. Because you had to wax the board. Which is very much like surfer. And yeah. I felt very right. cool. Like I have to wax right. my board right. now. But we were on sleds and not boards. But you could rent boards. Yeah. Yes. You could you rent could, boards. You could rent. If you were a snowboarder, I think this would be, I would assume, fairly similar yeah. to snowboarding. Just like this felt as we sledded, which I feel like sledding, sledded is not a word. but it, No. As no. we sled. As we sled. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, sled. it's past tense yeah. is sled. And also present tense. Is sled. Is sled. Yep. But sledded. Just like texted <laughs> you, isn't a word. Sorry right. about it, everybody who you can just disagree let me, with me. You just let me say sledded like three times. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you funny. just looked at me <laughs> with like, you know, everything's fine. Just keep going. Yep. Well, um, I was like, he'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Well. Just like, you know, I text you yesterday to right. tell you something. Not I texted you yesterday. Yeah. Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> if that if that just killed your dreams or you're like, no, that's not right, Dusty. Um, yeah, I want you to rethink about that <laughs> because texted is not a word. Right. Great. I, you know, even if the dictionary says it is, mm-hmm. I don't believe that it is. <laughs> My dictionary is correct. So It's alternative facts. <laughs> alternative dictions. Yeah. Anyway, um, not things we're falling into right now. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were able to get the boards pretty easily. Alamosa is about a half hour from Sand Dunes. So that's something that you have to sort of plan for on the way, like on the way in as yeah. we were driving in to make sure that it was a place that wasn't that far. Because there were a few places that we looked at that they recommended that were like, oh, it's an hour away or 50 minutes away. Right. And we weren't doing that drive, especially since right. we were staying right now. Alamosa it just made the sense to, to rent right from there. I do remember renting the boards was... I think really cheap. Yeah. Like, I think it was something like, don't quote me on this, but I think it was something like, you have to give a $25 deposit, and then when you return it, you'll get $20 back. <laughs> I mean, it was that it cheap. Was, it was pretty inexpensive. And that is a locally owned store, mm-hmm. which is great. Yes. Um, the sand dunes are literally like just, and this is kind of indicative of most of Colorado. It's like going from one place to another. You just travel over a long, vast, sweeping area of just open land. Right. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about the dunes themselves before we kind of get there. Great Sand Dunes National Park was created as a national monument in March of 1932. And it was later made a national park in September of 2004. So it's one of our newer national parks. It's a Aries <laughs> sun sign <laughs> and a Scorpio rise, or in a, um, I'm sorry, and a Virgo rising sign. Oh. So fire and earth. Great. What, what perfect things it for the desert. It was and it was the earth. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some of the things to do there, there's a bunch of backcountry things to do. There's obviously hiking, but there aren't, trails there's really not trails there are trails that go up into the mountains because the sand dunes does include some of the mountainous region that surrounds it yes. but it does not you know the the main attraction itself is the dunes and there's plenty to hike in the dunes but there aren't trails because the wind just would erode right. everything incredibly fast right. so, so you're yeah so, so sledding. I think it's really interesting how the sand dunes formed. So this is right from the NPS brochure from sand dunes. Wind and water move sand continually forming dunes. Most sand comes from the San Juan Mountains over 65 miles to the west. Larger, rougher grains and pebbles come from the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Sand and sediments from both ranges washed into a huge lake once covering the valley floor. As the lake reduced, prevailing southwesterly winds bounced the sand grains to be piled up beneath the Sangre de Cristos or washed back towards the valley floor. Northeasterly storm winds blast through the mountain passes, piling dunes back on themselves and creating North America's tallest dunes. The dunes are probably less than 440,000 years old. It is truly a rare, amazing meeting of a whole bunch of different things happening that result in these gigantic sand dunes. Yeah, it's and it's kind of wild. I mean, driving up, I just feel like it was like, oh, there they are. And like, then you get yeah. closer and closer and you're like, holy crap, there they They're are. Huge. They are huge. You can see them in the distance. And then, yeah, as you get closer, they just keep getting bigger yeah now obviously that's the truth for like anything but i probably would have like discounted them as just sort of like oh that's a bunch of gravel pilings or that's you mm. know just something like in the distance that probably wasn't something that was preserved and then when you get closer to it you can see sort of just the enormity of it and why they might want to preserve this we got to the visitor center the visitor center was like huge it was big it was beautifully maintained. It was like clear that it was, again, a newer park because the visitor center felt very, very new. We'll leave the boards in the car and we'll go in and we'll kind of get some information and things right. like that. And I was, I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, right. Didn't you have something, something happened when you were in the bathroom, yes, right? Yes, it did. <laughs> so, um, you know, sometimes need to use the restroom and... Um, you use go a into stall the stall <laughs> and use a stall. I'll leave the rest to your imaginations. And um, so I was in the stall and I was using the restroom and I heard somebody else enter the restroom and I heard them approach the stall and get closer and closer. And at this point, panic sets in because the door, I don't think, had a lock on it. I believe the lock was broken or I just noticed going into it that it was like not very useful as the person approached i said i'm in here i'm in here i'm in here oh you open the door oh i'm on the toilet oh <laughs> hi 
I'm in here. Thanks for listening to the three or four times I said it before. Because this was also like a bathroom where the stall was just a partition wall. It didn't like oh. go all the way to the ceiling kind of thing. Oh, so uh-huh. yeah. So then I had to look at that man in the eye after I left the bathroom in, in the gift store, which is always fun. You know, you know what? Look your shame I, in the eye. Can I just say, this is my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. When people <laughs> knock on the bathroom door to see if they're in there. There is no way you have not made an awkward moment for the person inside. Yeah. Right. There's no way. Also, like if you are someone who knocks and then just goes to open it before you hear a response. Shame on you. Shame on you. You need to fix that practice (laughs) in your life today. What is wrong with you? You need to reteach yourself. Okay. There's opportunity. It's okay. All love. (laughs) All right. But what I do in situations like that is when people knock on the door, I go, can I help you? (laughs) That's what I do. Because I'm like, you've made it super Mm -hmm. awkward for me. So I have to pass the awkward back to you. Right. And then that like makes people freeze. They like don't know how to how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. I do have to say the reason I started saying that was because it felt weird to go. Somebody's in here. (laughs) <laughs> and that person is me. You know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't, it just right. feels weird to talk to you about yourself in the third person. Right. Or if you go, I'm in here. Nobody knows who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. My name is Mike and I am in here. You know, like that right. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So and I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you? Can I help you? Yeah. I quickly exited the restroom after doing what I needed to do. And I, told you my story while like side-eyeing oh, and yeah, glaring at right. the man. <laughs> I was that. like, this man who didn't listen to what I said. You were definitely like, I just had a really, really <laughs> bad experience in the bathroom. <laughs> like, Drama. Like, I have to tell you. Yeah. And I'm like looking at dioramas and I'm like, what? what's the story? <laughs> right. Anyway. Meanwhile, like the backdrop is like these gigantic porch windows. Yes. Like, it's just like all glass doors that overlook the dune field. Um, Because the visitor center is not really right at the dune field. You have to like go out of the parking lot and kind of like drive a little bit to get where you need to park to access the dunes. So you can see them. But you can see them. And it's uh, again. Because you can't miss them. Yeah. It's very impressive at this point to be able to see the dunes and really to get like a sense of what their scale is now that we're right. much closer. Right. Yeah. So we did leave. We got in the car and we headed to the parking area. We found a parking spot. Hike early, hike often. There weren't many, Mm-mm. even at this point. Yeah. And it was probably, I don't know, like 10, 10, 11. 10 a.m., 11 yeah. a.m. And yeah, it was sort of like, okay, well, there they are. And I remember it was so strange because looking in one direction felt like one landscape oh, in yeah. one part of the world and turning around and looking the other direction was like a landscape in a totally different part of the world. Yeah. I think any any like slice of the 360 you took was sort of like, well, that's here and I'm here now and there we are now. Um, it was really, really different. And with that, let's take our first break. No, but seriously, um, those cookies are delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll send you that recipe. Yeah, thank you. It's easy. Mike just made cookies for us because he's kind. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) what are they? What kind? They're like peanut butter. They're just peanut butter cookies with peanut butter oatmeal. But I threw (sighs) in some cocoa powder. Yum. 
and some chocolate chips. Look at you go. Chocolate chips. <laughs> <laughs> They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're playing a new game, Mike. Great. Okay. I love new games. The title of this game is called Only One Can Stay. Okay. It's a little similar to The Vault, right? Okay. Because you have to make a selection. And it's a little similar to One Has to Go, mm-hmm. but... This is only one can stay. Okay. We're going to give each other like a small selection of things and only one can stay. But so is it good things? Because we play one half, one has to stay. And usually when we do that, it's like, these are terrible things and you have to pick one to stay. Well, I think that's part of exploring this game. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Exploration. Exploration. Great. So only one can stay. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I mean, you just told me the game, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a list of things. Great. Here we go. Dorothy, Blanche, Rose, and Sophia. Only one can stay. Oh, I see how we're going to do this. I see. But I don't think any of them work without the other. That's. The I mean, thing. they don't, but only I one mean, can I mean, probably stay. Dorothy, I think, is probably my answer. Really? Because of her dry wit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because I'm her. You are her. <laughs> I too am her. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We're just a couple of Dorothys. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. There's that meme that's like gay men with their gay friends are always Dorothy, but gay men with their straight friends are always Blanche. Blanche. That's funny. So I've funny. never seen that before. Yes. But that feels appropriate. Appropriate and accurate. <laughs> All right. Right. Oh, I think I would choose Dorothy too, even though Lo- Rose is my favorite. Great. Great. Yeah. It's Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph. Only one can stay. Are we talking about their work on SNL and their work beyond no, SNL? just in general. So yeah. all of their work. All of their work. Only one can stay. Mm-hmm. This is very, very hard I, for me. <laughs> I know. Okay, because I deeply I, love all of these I people. I understand. Um. Oh, God. Which means <laughs> if I choose one of them, all of the other things are never seen, right? So. You invented this terrible game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this torturous game. Last time I baked I cookies. I think I can't live in a world that doesn't have 30 Rock in it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So I think I have to choose Tina Fey, which means that my choice renders... No Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. no Kristen Wiig impressions on SNL, mm-hmm. no Bridesmaids, uh, no Maya Rudolph work at all. I, I get it. I know <sighs> I made I made tough choices for you. You did make tough choices. <laughs> okay, think, what about you? I because we're Dar- we're both Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to pick Tina too. I mean, I deeply love all of them as well. Oh, it means we won't have difficult people either because Amy produced that. Amy produced that. I know. Just all the things. Okay. Right. I have another one. For oh, you. great. So mm-hmm. we can continue our sadness together. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Only one can stay. Mm-hmm. Potato chips. Mm-hmm. Tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Wheat thins. Not an official sponsor, but could be. <laughs> That's... That's also treachery. Now, if you had thrown pretzels in there, I think I would have had a harder discovery. Pretzels. No. They're on there too now. No. Yes. The list has four. Uh, I mean, tortilla chips are great and all, but th- there are heavy hitters on this list. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Okay. And I feel the same for wheat thins. I love wheat thins. I could eat a whole box like in one sitting because honey, don't I know the devil We've done it them. together. <laughs> yep. And he wants me to eat them all. Um, I'm going to probably have to say the thing I keep is pretzels. <laughs> I mean, I could eat potato chips until I'm like, I'm in the ground essentially, mm-hmm. but pretzels I, I hear you and I love them, but they are not my choice. My choice is tortilla, tortilla chips. chips. I know who you are. It's my love language. It's one of your love languages. Yes. Languages. Languages. Yep. It's it's my top love language is tortilla <laughs> chips. chips. Is chips. And peanut butter is yours. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is only one can stay. It was extremely windy this day. It, remember, we're here in April. It's still early in the season. Colorado had gotten a lot of snow this winter. It's chilly. It's chilly and it's windy. We were in the parking lot and we were like, all right, well, here we go. We're going to figure out what to do here. When you park, there is this natural sort of brush barrier. It's like, it's probably very beautiful when it's a little later in the spring and summer. I'm sure that it blooms and it's kind of lush there, but you have to like that kind of like blocks your view and blocks your entrance to the dune field essentially so you have to kind of like there's a short path and when i say short i mean it's short that takes you from the parking lot through this brush and then you're kind of on this like flat area that leads you up to madano creek which is basically a water source that separates the parking lot and the dune field yeah and you have to walk across that mm-hmm. right so if it was warmer this would be a time for us all to take our shoes off and trudge across but it was very cold but it was day. very cold so we weren't going to do that mm-hmm. so so we had to find some lower spots where it right. wasn't as it wasn't also that it was like very high at this point but in the way that the river had or the creek had eroded parts of the the bed there were some deeper areas so we had to make sure that we were stepping on things that were a little bit more shallow because right. both of us had waterproof boots on so we're but just we like, didn't want to get up over our ankles no no not at all right. um so that was just a recipe for disaster so this definitely takes a little bit of time it's a pretty wide creek but it is one of like the attractions like this is also something that if it's like a warm day like people just hang out in the creek because yeah. Obviously, you're going to bake in the sun if you're in the sand dunes, like on a hot summer day. Yeah. I mean, I guess it sort of like offers red roses. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it sort of offers like a beach. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like a beach experience. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, like you cross the creek and like it's still a while before you even start to get to what are considered dunes. Yeah, like, the things like when it starts far. to slope up. Yeah, it's like almost a mile. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we were just walking and walking and walking. I mean, and um, and we were walking with these boards. Right, we had our... So we took our sand sleds from the car. Yeah. Right, that's what I mean. Sand sleds. Mm-hmm. Boards are longer. <laughs> sleds are shorter. And mm-hmm. we have sleds. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Uh, we had those with us. I mean, they were like maybe three feet long. Yeah. And I would say about like the width of our body. Yeah. 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 A, a uh, little wider than and that. And they were wood, made of wood. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so we had them carrying. Class, maybe. Fiber. I thought they were wood. Okay. Wood. They yeah. were wood. So, uh, so we had those with us. And yeah. So we were, you know, just trekking along to get to 
to get uh, to the dunes to actually start to climbing actually them. Yeah. get to the dunes yeah and it's funny like you know looking out at the dunes like you can see them and obviously they're getting bigger as you get closer and then you can see the tiny little specks that are people just like that have peopled the dunes that are just ants that they are, are totally ants, ants from the from, parking lot yep i mean even, even the other from, yeah the other hiking. side of the creek yeah. yeah eventually we do kind of get to this point and we sort of trudge to the left so like the creek itself like obviously creates sort of like there's like kind of like a flat area that runs parallel to the creek so like you kind of have to like jog a little straight out from the parking lot as opposed to jogging to the left otherwise you're going to just run parallel to the dunes um but we do kind of end up jogging a little to the left to get onto the dunes because that actually seems the closest keep in mind these things are moving too all the time they're not stationary so this shifts continuously yeah so we do kind of get to these low dunes to be able to start climbing them right and it's hard. <laughs> oh, it took us about 30 seconds to be like, ooh, okay. <laughs> this is walking in sand uphill in is boots. in boots. But I mean, boots, shoes, barefoot aside. Yeah. yeah. Walking uphill in sand yeah. is not only difficult, but exhausting. Yeah. It's like, I wish I would have carb loaded. <laughs> you know what yes. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just Why felt like we eat a whole baguette each I on the way <laughs> or the day and, before or oh, something and a, like and how a box do you, of pasta. Right. Right. How do you summon the energy to like oh, get up there? Well, that was like the, that was energy deficit again. Oh, like, because certainly. like it didn't take long for that to be the case because the sledding also was a little nerve wracking. Okay. Let's talk about the sledding. Yeah. All right. We start making our way up, right? We're headed up the dunes and then, down to the side, we could sled down the side of the stew, mm-hmm. right? Now, yep. depending on where you are, it's like some are really steep, some are less steep. Right. The pitch and is different. The yeah. pit, right. And so we were like, let's let's find something that's, you know. Let's find a bunny slope. <laughs> le- a bunny slope. Seriously, <laughs> right. let's find a bunny slope and let's try it out. But I mean, it was definitely like a no. You go first. No, no, no. Oh, you go yeah. first. No, no, no. I'll I'll stay. Did and you? you do, go first. I think you were the one that went. I first. think I went first. Yeah. And so because I was definitely like you have to us. wax yeah. the board. Yep. They tell you you must wax the board every single time. Yeah. So I waxed the board, and then I was like, "All right, well, let's just try it." So I did it the first time, and I was like, "Hey, that wasn't too bad." Didn't you get, didn't you stop a few times though on that first one? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a little like, yeah, I guess I didn't, you wax, didn't wax it, it enough. enough. And then, so I watched you and I was like, all right, I'm going to go to town on this right. because then I was like, okay, it's my turn. And then, and I went down and I flew, flew down. down and I was like, oh, I wanted to and fly it was down. Fun. It was, like, it was yes. a lot of it fun. It looked really fun. Yeah. Now the only drag here is that <laughs> you have to then climb back up climb back up (laughs) which is (laughs) it's so tiring and so (laughs) exhausting and then back up to the top wax it more and then we started to like get the hang of it right and we're also at this point not necessarily continuing to go down the same spot we're like okay well let's go a little higher let's go a little bit higher right because the dunes are not like it's not just one like pathway up and it's just like oh you can go here and go down this 
one right exactly like there are multiple like there are multiple trails that you could take down the dunes i don't want to say trails but yeah you know what i mean multiple uh, shoots shoots or hills (laughs) or like there are multiple sides of dunes right all over the place right but what i saw a lot of people doing which scared me to death was they would go up all the way very Mm -hmm. very very high Mm mm-hmm to like the top of one of the highest highest dunes that were there. There are two two named dunes. And just sled all the way down. Yeah. And I was like, that must have taken you an hour to get up there. Oh, well, let's talk about the dunes that are there that are named. So there's High Dune, which is basically 7,000 feet above sea level. And Star Dune is 7,500 feet above sea level. Yep. And it says that it takes about two hours to hike to the top of High Dune, which is what we did, essentially. And about five hours, like a round trip, five hours to do to the top of Star Dune, which I totally understand. Even on a day when it's not that windy and you're not carrying a sand sled... Yeah, I can get how it would take you yeah. five hours to get to the top. And also, it was super windy that day. Mm-hmm. And carrying sand sleds are like carrying giant sails. Yup. They just like, you know, pick up the wind and want to like toss you about. Mm-hmm. So that too was another thing that we were dealing with. Like I do remember like for a while just bear hugging my sled and walking, you know, trying to continue walking up. Oh, yeah. We made our way up to High Dune. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, we make it up here. And then we slid down. I don't know that I'm going to have the energy to get all the way back up here. Oh, yeah. Well, I think there was also considerable talk of like, well, what if we... What if we do sled down and then we put the sandboards back in the car and then we come up and we hike up to Star Dune? This is all my crazy this talking. Was, this was you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. That is absolute <laughs> fallacy fiction fairy tales that you're speaking. <laughs> like, I knew at that day the only kind of energy I had was to sort of hang out up at the top of High Dune for a little while sled down and then that was all Mm -hmm. you know well uh, yeah and i think for me i'm always like well let's see how much we can pack into a day yeah you know 35 hikes mm -mm. 52 trails you know yeah and seven thousand feet in elevation (laughs) Mm -hmm. five (laughs) thousand yeah that's your life (laughs) you're trying to fit all of that into one day Mm -hmm. when it is how do you measure a year right Right. So <laughs> we did finally agree. We're going to do the thing where we do a very epic sled down. Sled down. Right. It's going to be amazing and it's going to be so much fun. And when we're down there, we'll see how we feel. Yeah. And it, it actually didn't end up being like one giant sled. We were able to take like two or three very long rides just right. based off of like the because board it's stopping sort of, and, and then like yeah, waxing more wax and, and then yeah. taking off again but much steeper and higher like basically tracks that we were doing than we had done before but girl that was so fun it was that it was is, 
so that's fun. like you know take like a five hour energy not that i'm recommending that but like you know get some energy drink and get some carbs take your jesse spano <laughs> caffeine peel- pills that is what your peels <laughs> that is what you're advocating for. I, I am. <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> um no we are not advocating no, for taking jesse but spano you're gonna need to like pills. you're gonna need to come prepared with like you know Summon all the energy from wherever you might need yeah. to, and you know, eat a box of pasta and a like and two have loaves done of your breads. some core work yeah. that week before, <laughs> just so that like you because you were just pumping your legs through like resistance yeah. the whole time, yeah, the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> so right. So this brings us to like a point of this being more of I think part of my like let's do all this stuff was like what's an experience park versus what's a hiking park Mm -hmm. and this i think is one of those times where i would even say mesa verde is more of an experience like you're experiencing what that park has to offer and that is archaeological sites this is experiencing something that is so what a geological formation that is so wild and there's just a fun element to it where you're not necessarily going for the hiking. Now, yeah. there are hiking trails in this park that aren't in the dune field, but they are like up in the mountains and like you could hike. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of incline. Right. You could hike from the dune field to them, but that would be like, uh, you would have to camp. It would be an all day thing. Yeah. And you could drive to them too but that's also just like it was not in the plan for the day it just would have been it would have been something completely different and we also talked about listen we just, doing we other hiked, things like, we hiked mountains the entire time that we yeah, were here i like, want to bring something up yeah. right now mm-hmm. which is uh you were having like an existential oh, wrestle with <laughs> yourself my brain just was not this computing. whole day you were like this isn't a park where we hike trails and i i'm over here going like nope this is what it is (laughs) we're sledding today and you were like but but i'm trying to like make it compute into what is familiar to me right and it was not no no it was not not computing for you no right the limit does not exist (laughs) (laughs) when we got to the bottom of the dunes of that like big sled Mm -hmm. that we did all the way down i was like i'm good this feels great. We did the thing. We went all the way up to the top. We made it all the way down. Like, I really don't want to climb back up. Right. So I'm good. And you were like, I mean, I guess we're good. I mean, I guess this is what, <laughs> this is, this is fine. This is all we're going to get to today in this park. And I'm like, yep, that is, that's all we're going to get to today in this park. And with that, let's take a break. It's time for Drag Corner. Please welcome to the stage, Blanca Wetlands. Blanca Wetlands. Now Where the, did we get this name, Mike? The Blanca Wetlands are actually a wetland that is near Great Sand Dunes National Park. Yes. So it was a signboard name. And we were like, oh. She came to us via oh, signboard. here we go. Yeah. That was a gift from, <laughs> from nature. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blanca Wetlands. Blanca Wetlands. So who is Blanca Wetlands? I feel like Blanca Wetlands is, she is a bayou queen. Interesting. Okay. I just feel like there's a fan boat in her act somewhere. (laughs) Maybe she does her act on a fan boat. It's possible. Maybe, maybe what it is, is like, 
if she's a Bayou queen, her act is like her, the fan boat is her stage mm-hmm. and she like pulls up to the mm-hmm. different like docks where people oh, are mm-hmm. and then she just does her I act love this. and then it, she moves and on she to the other dock. Away. Right. And then they like, she you know, away. <laughs> she sends, they send, you know, tips across in a little tiny, you know, Venmo. They like, Venmo her tips. Or they, you know, they, they do like a little remote control oh, boat I got for it. her tips and they bring I it back. I love that. Yeah, That's I great. love that. Blanca great. Wetlands. Blanca Wetlands. I feel like she's also, um, like she has a signature wet look. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm really, I love how like some, some drag performers will do like, like they've just gotten out of water or right. something. Right. She's and sponsored so, by Wet Seal. <laughs> maybe so does wet seal even still exist i don't know but yeah. i don't know that isn't it a place to buy clothes no it's a makeup place oh it's a makeup place yeah oh, okay great oh, ask me why i, know. I, don't, I don't know, know. That. i don't know <laughs> maybe she has i don't hmm i've not heard that name in a long time yeah so that I was like know. a mall store so i don't I know, know. And so mall, it was gadzooks you know, gadzooks is a thing i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but talk to me about spencer sometimes oh i know seriously um yeah, I do feel like she's got a wet look that she does. Um, a signature one. A signature wet look. She's wet and wild, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like a makeup brand? Oh, you know what I feel like she probably... Wet and wild is, yes. Okay. I feel like part of her, uh, if you tip her, part of it goes to like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, restoring marshlands mm. or restoring wetlands. I do feel like there's also like part of her fan boat act. Like, I don't know how she would do it, but there would be like fountains that also like light Absolutely. up. She's a fountain queen. She's a fountain <laughs> queen. What, how great would it be to, you know, have synchronistic, is that a word? Synchronous. Synchronous. Synchronous water features mm-hmm. around you that are lit up in different yeah. ways. Did your like lighting, like nerd button oh, just it like totally does. got hit? Mm-hmm. It got pushed? I'm trying to think like, how do you do that in a, uh, in a financially conscious way <laughs> right. that doesn't require installing things into rivers. Right. There's some way. Right. Um, what song does she sing? I think she does. She's the maniac from, mm, from, from flash, flash dance because as an homage the, to that, like the wet, water scene, the water moment on stage, even though yeah. that's not necessarily, I think she, that's to what a feeling, isn't it? Or no, what a feeling is the one at the end. Oh, okay. That's what so, she dances yeah. to at the dance recital. So or, Maniac or might be the one. Yeah. I was also thinking, I don't know why, but Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus came into my head. Interesting. But I don't know why. I don't know why that's connected. Mm-mm. No, Neither I don't do know. I. She just wanted to, she wanted to be there. Okay, great. Right. Does she have a drink? No, because no. you're drinking whatever it is you're drinking on, on your dock when oh. you watch her show. A shandy, perhaps. Uh, perhaps a shandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. I think her signature thing is the donation to wetlands great yeah great so please welcome to the stage blanca wetlands so in my you know existential crisis to want to make sure that there was hiking involved when we were at the um the visitor yeah, 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 center to which it that this moment is not resolved for you oh no you are merely approaching the precipice of it at this <laughs> point in time right at the visitor center, we had asked, like, oh, so are there hikes? And they were like, well, not really within the park. But, like, there is this hike that's really close. Like, as you're exiting and driving along a road, it's called Zapata Falls Waterfall Hike. And right. 
you do have to like turn off on a road and like drive that road to the trailhead. And we're like, great. I'm like, great. This will like, for me, I'll get to hike today. I'll feel really good about myself. I'm taking Dusty whether he likes it or not. (laughs) Although Dusty was driving, so he could have been like, no. And he did. (laughs) Oh. Right. Well, but here's why. Yeah. So we're leaving the park and we had to take this pseudo dirt gravelly road. Right. To the trailhead. To the trailhead. Yeah. It was like really far to like park and walk. Yeah. If we would have added like two miles to the trail. So we get on the dirt gravelly road. We go about a hundred feet and I was like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, we're in like a four door sedan too. We are. And I was like, I don't think this car can handle this gravel road. Like it's, it wasn't gravel. It was like, it was craggy. It was was craggy stones. Yeah. It wasn't just bumpy. It was just like, it was off road terrain. Yeah. I'm sorry. We can't do this. And that was when that was when you felt that was when the storm clouds literally and figuratively, literally and figuratively, because you were in the moment you were like, okay, fine. (laughs) I guess we don't do it. All right. No, I get it. It's fine. And I was like, oh, he's very unhappy right Mm -hmm. now. He is very unhappy. So what was going on in your over there with you? Oh, well, I was just like, everything crumbled around me and like the darkness came. And when I say literally and figuratively, it's because there was literally, as we turned around, there was a gigantic, what looked to be like an apocalyptic storm. Yes. Like rolling towards the sand dunes. Right. So, which we didn't see when we even left the dunes. No. Um, It wasn't until we were at a distance and... I was like, well, I mean, I guess the storm is coming too. We can't really hike that in the storm. I guess it's okay. And I think I just was feeling very deflated because I really wanted to hike. And I was looking it back wanting on to it, hike or was it or like wanting to fulfill therapy. expectations? I think it was expectations. And they're a real and killer. To which I was like, no, I don't have any girl. Yeah. Like, like we did the thing. We can't do this thing. I know. I know. I recognize like, it. I want, I want my days to look the same. <laughs> this is what I expected it to look like, and now it doesn't. Right. And therefore, I set myself David. up for disappointment. <laughs> for disappointment. Right. Um, it's true. Yeah. So I sulked for a lot of the drive <laughs> at that point, but um, and I mean sulky McSulk, mm-hmm. son. Yes. Oh, I yes, I know what I did, but um, you know, there were there were things at the end of the tunnel that were lighting the way for me. Mm-hmm. And those things were another hot springs. Well, right. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about this. I had seen somewhere that there was, I don't remember where we got the information that there was another hot springs nearby. I think it was like, let's look into it. <laughs> I think we had experienced the beauty and wonder of Orvis Spa. We're like, yeah. let's just see if there's another hot springs close by. Well, I think earlier in the day we had said, you know, oh, we loved Orvis Spa so much. I wonder if there's another one around here. I found another one just through, you know, Googling and and such. So the idea that we could go there was an option, mm-hmm. right? But when you were covered in, in sulk and, de- <laughs> you know, depressive sadness <laughs> because of your expectations... <laughs> 
Um, this is why we get along so well. <laughs> you were like, fine, we can go to that. Fine, I guess it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I was like an angsty teen. You were a total angsty teen. Mm-hmm. and I recognize it. Um, and I was Took like, it like a champ. Well, okay. That storm had <laughs> right. rolled through mm-hmm. and we just missed it. Yeah. Because we left that gravel road and then we paralleled the storm we basically. went back to alamosa mm-hmm. and we were south of the storm headed in the opposite direction that the storm was headed mm-hmm. in and so we get back to alamosa to christie's outdoor sports we return the sleds and then i called the, the spa. spa yeah yep we're open the storm didn't touch us and we were like okay it's 35 minutes away and then there was a tiny moment where you were like that's really far and I was like, yeah, it is. And you know what? We're going to go and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we got in the car and we headed to the spa. Mm-hmm. The spa is called Sand Dunes Swimming Pool and RV. And basically you pull up and it's very different from what we experienced at Orvis because most of it is indoors. You kind of like you pay when you go up. It feels like you're going to like an indoor pool. The The main pool there is open to everyone. You pay a fee to just do that pool, but then you kind of go through if you want to go to the, the hot spring portion and you pay like a separate free, you, you pay a separate fee and then kind of walk past, you bypass the the main pool area to go over to the hot spring area. We rented towels because we didn't have towels with us at the time. We weren't traveling with them because we were just staying in Airbnbs. So we had to like rent towels and things like that and rent lockers. And then basically you go into this like hot spring area that is, it's essentially like a greenhouse. It is like a lush, like it is a greenhouse hot spring. Absolutely. It is they have a bar. It's adults only. Um, it's not nude. No, it is. It is a clothed um, spa. Spa, but they did have like they had a sauna, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they had a bunch of different uh, temperature different pools. temperatures. They had like a walking length pool that was there. It was really great. Again, living in the time of COVID now, I think about how did we do that with other I people? I was like, that's yeah. so close, right? Yeah. And everything is we very we talked foreign. to other people. Yeah. There were other people who were visiting. There were yep. other... It was great. It was so lovely and so nice. This is where, like, I remember, like, we got inside. We, like, found some spots to sit. And then it was like, I'm going to give him some time. Mm-hmm. And I, like, went and I went into the sauna. I got a drink. I went into another pool for a little while. And then we reconnected. And that was when you felt a little better. Mm-hmm. The, the hot springs and the plants. They did. They Just brought it back to you. The air and the plants. And you like were like, Libra you were like, I am really glad we did this. And yeah. I was like, I know. Yeah. I don't think going to hot springs is ever a bad idea. No, no. I don't think so either. While this isn't a trail, I feel like let's put the hike through the sand up the dunes to high dune on the Karen Stone scale. 10. (laughs) Really? Maybe not a 10. I'm going to say an eight. My instinct was also to say eight. Mm -hmm. I agree because it is a lot of core power Mm -hmm. and just, I mean, walking in sand when it is flat is already a challenge. Yeah. 
going uphill in sand yeah is yeah it definitely was like exhaustion yes yeah without a doubt yeah so that is a 16 out of 20 on the karen stone scale great and let's, let's end this episode now with some jeopardy style trivia i'll start with my category today mike Are beautiful you ready? i am my category is called sandy titles sandy <laughs> exactly great in this category i will give you the words or lyrics to a song or a piece or a something mm-hmm. that contains the word sand great so you ready for 100 mm-hmm. bring me a dream Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. And tell him that the lonesome nights are over. Correct. For 100. Okay, great. For 200. I don't drink or swear. I don't wrap my hair. I get ill from one cigarette. Keep your filthy paws off my silky drawers. Would you pull that crap with a net? What is Sandra D? What is Look at Me? I'm well, Sandra what, D. What is but Look yes, at Me? I'm Sandra correct. D. Mm-hmm. Correct. From Sandy. Sandy. Okay, great. 300. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the title of this long time running daytime soap opera. What are the days of our lives? That is correct for 300. Mm-hmm. Good job. Okay, 400. Mm-hmm. He whispered, My precious child, I love you and will never leave you, never ever. During your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Who is Jesus? <laughs> no, no. What is the title of that? Oh, what is poem or in story? The sand. That is correct. Footprints in the sand. And finally, <laughs> for five hundred, <laughs> round and round, never-ending love is what we found, and you complete the heart of me. Our love is all we need. Oh, I don't know. What is circle in the sand? That's Belinda Carlisle. Nope. That's why it's $500. I don't know that one. There you go. Great. I love that. That was Sandy Titles. That's great. My category is titled Wandering in the Dessert. So this is all about characters that have sweet tooths. Oh. Okay, great. Television and movie characters that have sweet tooths. And I'll give you the clue and you have to guess the character. I'm ready. Okay. For 100. This character would gladly wander among towers of waffles and whipped cream or into a, the gingerbread offices that her co-workers made for her in order to repay her in kind for her incredible thoughtfulness and selflessness as they try to bolster her spirits after a political setback in a run for city council. Who is Leslie Nope? That is correct. For 200. This character would gladly wander among any food as long as he could cover it with sugar and, of course, a hint of Christmas. His dinner with his father and his new family, in which he treats his spaghetti like an ice cream sundae bar, definitely leaves plenty to wander about, including how he didn't get diabetes at the North Pole. Who is Elf? Yeah, who's Buddy the who's Elf? Buddy the Elf. What's there your you favorite go. color? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Great. Uh, for 300. A forest of baked goods would be the way to this creature's heart. Don't let his name fool you. He is only a maniac for sleeves of Vienna Fingers, Samoas, and Chips Ahoys. Oh, I, my instinct was who's the, the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Um, but that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, who is... What are Vienna Fingers, Samoas, and Chips Ahoys? I know they're Girl Scout cookies. They're not all Girl Scout cookies. Well, they're cookies. Right. Is it... Is it 
that character. Don't let his name fool you. Chris Kattan character. He's only a maniac for sleeves of Vienna fingers, Samoas, and Chips Ahoy's. Oh, I don't know. Who's the cookie monster? Oh, (laughs) cookie. (laughs) I recently rewatched an episode of Sesame Street, Mm -hmm. and I just burst into tears because I was like, this is so thoughtfully educational. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> the cookie monster. He was like, "I want some cookies," and he pulled the tray out, and he was like, "Look at these cookies! I have one, two, three. And he counted all of them on the tray, and I was like, "Yes, yes, yeah." Count those. God, cookies. I love that for four hundred. Any problem can be solved by a late night dessert, especially if the dessert is shared with friends. Be it man issues, mother issues, or problems with your adult children, as long as these characters can gather around a table with a cheesecake, any of their issues can be eventually worked out. What is shut up, Rose? (laughs) (laughs) But where's... Did someone eat my pie? Oh, the little pie? That was my sensible meal, Rose. What (laughs) What is the Golden Girls? That's correct. For 500... After this novelist loses her man to a movie star and former friend, she goes on a bender, a bender of cat ownership and frosting binging, all before being committed and eventually finding everlasting beauty and life despite a few catches. So everlasting life is intentional here. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it practical magic? No, it's a movie we're going to watch in a little bit. Oh, <laughs> is it Death Becomes Her? It is. Is it's it a character? Helen Sharp. It's Goldie Hawn's character yes. from Death Becomes Her, your $500 clue. Uh-huh. And, and the we, movie we're going to watch. And we're going to watch that now. Right. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about Great Sand Dunes National Park and the other parks talked about on the show, visit our website, gaze at the national parks.com. That's gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Scleos. Our music producer was Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, now known as Ocean County, New Jersey. Mm-hmm.